Hey guys, this is Scooter. Great way to help out the podcast is just go out over to iTunes and review the show. Uh, Sleep With Me podcast slash iTunes. Uh, someone recently told you, you know, if you're wicked bored, someone told me you could rate, the, like, say a review is useful or not. So if you're real bored, do that. But that's it, Sleep With Me iTunes. SleepWithMePodcast.com slash iTunes. And that's a huge help to spread the word about the podcast. Thanks so much. Tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And if this is your first time here, your second time here, maybe even your 50th time, you say, well, what's the rest? Well, what I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I propose. Every fourth episode, I like to submit this as a pr- pr- proposal. There's an extra prop in that p- pr- proposal. Even my pro- then that was a triple pr- pr- pro- proposal. I did not prepare my proposal for this presentation. I'm currently in the middle. It just started, but uh, and I have no. Sl- I don't have a slide deck. And to be honest with you, I don't know what a slide deck is. I think it's a virtual term, you know, for slides in a uh, PowerPoint thing. But but I, I don't have a confirmation of that. But here's here's what the, here's the proposal. Here here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through your brain, whatever aches and pains are, are just flaring up, or whatever you know unresolved uh, emotional feelings. If your feelings are stirred up, any of those things, I'm gonna try to take your mind off of that. And the way I'm going to do it, it's a safe place. The agenda here is for me to lull and dull you. I'm going to use uh, some, uh, you see, well, they're not dulcet tones. More like if you, you know, you left a dulcet out in the rain for a few years, your tones. And I would say, I, I'm on the creaky side of dulcet. That's where I live, on the creaky side of dulcet. Sometimes I'll go on pointless meanders like this. When something strikes me as interesting, like, yeah, I've been living on the creaky side of Dulces since 1927, when it was called, uh, well, no, it was still called, it was called uh, Lower Dulcet then, before the flood. And someone would say, is that when your tones went all rusty? I'd say, well, that was meant my tones, but my, you were talking about my grandson here. You didn't realize that. But, you know, one thing that got us through the big flood and the big, big, big you know, the big, big other stuff. And a big disappointment, my grandson here, is Country Time Lemonade. So uh, we'd like to just pause here and uh, say thank you to the folks over. No, we don't, Grandpa, we don't have their permission. And I think they're run by one of the mega corporations, too. Okay, well, uh, we love lemonade here and uh, Dulcet and the creaky side of Dulcet. Uh, but what am I going to do? Sorry about that. I fugue stated. But uh, I'm going to try to take your mind off stuff with a little pointless meander like that. Uh, lulling, soothing tones, and I dull, you know, creaky, you know, creak, 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 lulling, soothing tones. Let's just leave it at that. Let's not get, you know, re-meandered yet. I'm going to try to be mildly amusing. I've got a serial story tonight. Tales of Lady Witchbeard. And, I, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll distract you. It'll take your mind. You give me a little bit of your attention. I'll see how far I could go with it. 
Uh, but we got, you know, there's a, this podcast doesn't have any hard and fast rules, but it does have some, you know, in this proposal, you know, while our method is not scientific over here at the podcast, we do like, you know, occasionally we won't, we don't call them bullet points. We could, you know, point, you know, or points of order. But if I could find us, you know, if we could find a sense of order, we'd, we'd have some points. And what usually close to the top list is you don't, no active listening. In a matter of fact, you just give me, you know, but as much your attention as, as you say, you know, go ahead, put the, you know, get your pillows comfortable, get your blankets comfortable, you know, listen to me talking. And the idea is that you just listen to me enough that it quiets down the rest of your voices in your head. Or whatever about your emotions or your body or your mind that, that, that are jockeying for your attention at bedtime. What I'm going to attempt to do is, you know, put on a, a little show for, for all those parts of your brain. Say, hey, you know, don't, let's not worry about all that. Uh, let's not worry about slide decks. Let's not worry about any slides. You know, slip, slip, sliding away is the great uh, Simon and Garfunkel once said about that bridge over troubled water. They said, let's go over that bridge and let's let it slip, slide away. Okay. And that's what I propose. I'm reaching out my hand and my voice across the deep, dark night. And all I'm going to do is, is, is attempt to distract you, attempt to entertain you, attempt to keep you, kind of keep you company. A lot of times people say, geez, I'm your boyfriend. I come over and I say, you know, I do my, my little routine. And, and, and behind my back, you, 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 it's not gossip when it's kind of grounded in somewhat of the truth. And it's not mean-spirited. You know, when your friends come over, you say, who is, who is that over? I, I looked in your window last night. There was a guy sitting there, you know, within the comfortable boundaries of your bedroom. He It looked like he was sipping tea and reading from a... Was that, was that, my, was that me? No, no, that's my boyfriend, Scooter. Oh, uh, well, what does Brad think about Scooter? Well, Brad loves Scooter, too, because uh, Scooter's our boyfriend, and I'd say, Angelina, you can say that Brad doesn't like me. It's fine. I'm over it, really. I mean, I'll get over it one day. But that's our boyfriend, Scooter. He comes over, and he just chit-chats. You know, he was trying to say something about the creaky set of of uh, uh, dulcoids or something. And, you know, I was like, oh, she said, I like those words, the way they sound. And he, oh, dulcet, because I said, geez, what is it? I, I have never sat down and thought about what a dulcet is. And, you know, I, I stopped thinking about, you know, all the fame we have and all the money we have and, and all the problems that come with that, you know, because that really gets me going at night. And then, we, you know, the, you and your friends would have a laugh because you'd say, uh, you know, either an irony or a different, you know, another kind of irony, you know, 1% or irony or, right, you know, 99% or irony. But we're all together here in the deep, dark night, just so you know. But, you know, I had I don't know why I had to stick that dig in there. I apologize. But then you say, yeah, he just, sometimes he'll even try to make controversial points, but they always deteriorate right before. So he makes, he tries to make controversial knobs instead of points. Which, you know, is tough to be controversial. I think he's, or maybe nubs. And then I'll say something like nubs, and then I'll kind of go on some tangent about nubs. And do you know, I think he has a nub. He hasn't talked about it on the show before, I don't think, because he's a little self-conscious about it. 
And then you'll giggle, all of you, you and your friends. And you'll say, no, 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 not that nub. Probably too, but no, this was one on his head. I mean, the back of it. Anyway, let's not talk about his nubs. This is a, a verbal nub that he tries to make. A, he says, well, I'm going to go for a big, big point here, big finish. And I mean, me, me, and, me and Brad are like, well, it's more of a nub or a nib, more of a nib, you know, a nibble. But he'll just go on, you know, he was talking about the creaky side of Dullville. And Brad actually sold that for four million. We didn't tell him about it because we figured, you know, it would upset him. And he said the creaky side of Dulceville. Brad just changed it to Dullville, sold it for four mil. And then Gate, you know, said, well, let's not make it anyway. Because we said it would freak. We loved our, our boyfriend so much that we, you know, we just kept that money and, you know, put the movie on the shelf. But that's what he does. He just chit-chats. He'll sit. He sits near our... He, he actually... At this point, we let him sit in our room. You know, it, it's like some sort of astral projection situation. They call it a podcast, but it doesn't feel like that because it feels like he's really there. He's got great intentions. I mean, he really feels like... Uh, I mean, there's definitely something off about him. Like, I think me and Brad joke, we say, oh, maybe there's some nubs on the inside of his brain, too. But he'll just go on and, and, and he'll be, and then we fall asleep, you see. But, and then I'll wake up and say, honey, you, I said, Brad, you are so beautiful this morning. And he'll say, my dear, so are you. And I'll say, you know what Scooter was talking about last night? And Brad, he always, he's, you know, he's the funniest. So he says something funny. And then I say, no, 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 no. You know, I know Scooter's to enter you. Well, Brad, what's less than funny again? And then he'll chuckle. And then I'll laugh, and then I say, man, we usually say, geez, how does both our hairs look so good in the morning, huh? And then usually we forget to even talk anymore about Scooter, but I feel great. I say, geez, I got a good night's sleep. I'm not worrying about all the, the, the good stuff I'm doing. You know, because you know, I get stressed about doing good. I do a lot of good, you know, because me and Brad care. But we got to be rested to, you know, my heart can only be filled up with the love of the world if if I've got a good night's sleep. And Brad's beautiful dreamy eyes can only be filled up with the dreams, and his jawbone can only be so square or perfectly shaped if he's got a good night's sleep. And that's where our boyfriend comes in. So that that's it. Uh, so, oh boy, another fugue state. Sorry about that. I think I might have taken a swim in the uh, the, the Dulcet Creek there. But that's how the podcast works. But one more thing. If you're new here, it's not all strange interludes like whatever happened while it's gone. Uh, coming up, there's a real story here. Okay, whoa, whoa, real story. A story like occurrences uh, that I poured, poured hard work into. Uh, that'll be just in our, if, you, if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be doing my best for the next 45 minutes to take your mind off the fact you can't sleep. But if you can, it, it, or if you're like well, on the fence, well, just an I don't know. Well, you're not going to miss that much, and you can re-listen to it whenever you want. And, like, you know, you could say, geez, well, I also have to uh, mop the floor. So I'll re-listen to it then. So just fall asleep. I mean, if you made it through whatever that was, because I think, I mean, I don't know what you guys heard. But I think someone, a live person, and just inhabited my brain. 
And I just felt so good about my self-esteem. On, it was popping for the last four or five minutes. I said, man, I feel all steamy up in here. But So that's the podcast. Is I do my best. I put in a little bit of good nature, a little bit of mild humor, you know, some, some mediocre entertainment, a whole lot of pointless meanders, wings of pointlessness. We'll do some world building, some, you know, a couple private speeches, some, uh, you know, exposition. You know, characters will talk and you'll say, geez, where's the show don't tell? I say, well, it's a good thing. It's a podcast that talk, don't show or tell. But the main message I want to get across is try this podcast. If if you're having trouble sleeping, especially if it's because something is, is, is on your mind, on your heart. Around your body, that that that's just uh, making it tough. I want to help you out. Now, this podcast is definitely not for everybody. Uh, if you've listened, but if you're still with us thus far, eighty percent, ninety percent chance it might be for you. Because if you just sat through that Brangelina thing, uh, you know, oh boy. So I'm glad you're here, and I really hope, I really desire. I, 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 I yearn uh, to help you fall asleep. So th- thanks for coming by. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find our older older episodes on iTunes or on our website or on your podcatcher. Oldest episodes, the oldest episodes of all. Uh, that wasn't in tune with Rudolph, but uh, they'll be on the website. Uh, if you can't find them anywhere else, those are your real, you know, you say, oh boy, this is boring and awful. Or, you know, I'm learning my way. You say, geez, now I feel bad for Scooter or something. But those are on the website. You can comment on our website. You can email us, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, best way to get a hold of me, because I'm not a zero inbox person, my inbox looks like, you know, one day they'll have a show. I think they have the show about the people that collect too much stuff in their houses. And they'll do that with my email. But, yeah, I'm a bit of a digital. I got a lot of piles of digital stuff everywhere. Uh, but a good thing about it, so a good place to get a hold of me is Twitter, at Dearest Scooter. Or on Facebook, Sleep With Me Podcast. Or Sleep With Me Podcast. And if you, you know, if you peruse those uh, profiles, we got uh, bloopers on there, sleep-related articles and stuff like that. We have a Facebook group, unofficial Facebook group, where you can talk about sleep stuff, meet other listeners, just make friends, you know, say, geez, I can't sleep. It's three in the morning here in Nova Scotia, which in four, I said, geez, what time zone is that? I don't know. Halifax is a city in Nova Scotia, probably. Uh, but, but anyway, you could say, hey, I can't sleep, and then someone will say, hey, I mean, it's a mountain time, Scooter, and or not. But, yeah, I'm awake. What, what's going on? Or, you know, you can talk. I know there was a great discussion. Now, some feelings got hurt about the bomb, like counterclockwise, parallelograms and stuff. But, you know, people feel strongly about bomb application. Uh, but you can join that group by going to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. It's a Facebook group. You just click you want to join, and then one of our fine, fine, helpful moderators will help you out. And that would be Laura, Julie, Rachel, Leiter, Jennifer. And I see, geez, I always try to say them in different order, but then I say, what was the order I said last time? But whatever, they'll help you out.
And thank you so much for helping me out, uh, creating a supportive community where people can help one another. Uh, also, while I'm at it, I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful podcast. He does our music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. I want to give a shout-out to the Lord and Lady and the Defrenestrator that are out there somewhere. I still haven't reached out to them. Uh, but hopefully all of them are just sleeping so well. They say, well, we don't need the podcast right now, Scooter. And that's cool. Um... So, okay, what else? Housekeeping stuff. Okay, we're on the web. They'll review us and I choose you use our Amazon link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. If you, if you burn through three episodes a week, I know there's people out there that do that. Uh, there's Sleep to Strange in iTunes. That's uh, two episodes a week that don't have intros uh, that are going to be uh, a couple months old. So that'll give you, like... Uh, not new content, but at least something without the intros. You say, well, geez, maybe I could use it just in case you need Pavlovian blanket like that. Or you really need to say, geez, I listen to, you know, I know I'm a big on routine. So if the show's part of your routine or you're not in the intros, that's why that show's out there. And you can get that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash strange or strange android, uh, depending on what your needs are. And I bought URLs for that, but I just haven't. Uh, you know, I always say, geez, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I also, I, so I got to get the, get the URLs redirected somewhere or directed somewhere. But I don't, I said, I, I don't know. I'm like, do we need a website for that? Uh, so let me know your opinions on that. Maybe. Uh, I think that's, I think that's all the housekeeping. Is that all the housekeeping? I guess, it, well, geez, I got some feedback about that episode with Bob and trying to, Focus on the podcast that puts you to sleep. So I appreciate the support. And I appreciate you supporting me, trusting my gut, and saying, hey, let's just keep doing the things that's working. And let's just see how it goes. So thank you. I want to thank uh, uh, emails. I want to thank Bethany B. I want to thank Betty, Alexandra, Ahab's wife, Tara. Over on uh, Twitter, I want to thank Paul for that thing about Kroll's closing. I want to thank T. I want to thank Yana. I want to thank Rachel B. Over on Facebook, I want to thank Chris K., MCAT, Julie V., Julie F., Bonnie, Julie C., and Laura. Holy, that's a lot of Julies, huh? And, you know, just to thank Julie Andrews and, and she's we've got a upcoming episode where I can apologize to Ju, Ju, Judy Garland. But uh, uh, so, you know, but, but, but I'll say it right now, you know, just in case. And then iTunes reviews. I want to thank Andy in Wyoming, uh, who said they're looking forward to falling asleep now. Podcast works for them for two months. And it's entertaining to get get them stopping thinking, but not too entertaining to keep them awake. And it's a safe, secure, happy environment. Thank you, Andy. And then we got Love a Bear, LVA Bear, love my, my number one, number one RN Bear. People are going to be buying one day for Christmas a, a, a facsimile, or no, that's not the right word, but you know, the action figure, the Love a Bear action figure. Who says this is the prescription for a good night's sleep? Uh, so thank you for always for your support. And then Irish twelve twelve eighty, 
I guess that's an Irish brain bot or a brain bot that loves Ireland or, the you know, a brain bot of Irish heritage. Uh, thank you. Uh, works every single time. They used to use melatonin, white noise. But the melatonin gave them bad dreams and the white noise, you know, couldn't do, you know, white noise doesn't work for brain bots most of the time. And again, it's just interesting enough to keep it, you know, brain bots at bay and just boring enough to allow Irish 12, 20, 1280 to fall asleep. So thank you for listening. The Irish 1280 says they're sleeping better than they did as a child. So, wow. So thank you. If anybody else wants to throw a review, it says com slash iTunes. And I appreciate it so much because uh, this is how people find the show. And when people say, you know, they look at the art and they see, they read and they say, what the hell? No, I guarantee you that's probably what a lot of you, what in the hell? Or you may said, what in the heck or what in the hay? Wait, no, no, no. And then you read the thing and say, what in the frick is this guy? And then you write some reviews. You said, well... I mean, if Irish 1280, Love Bear, and Andy in Wyoming, and you say, well, she said, the jazz guy hates him, but they say, Jesus, we go. It's not a jazz podcast anyway. Past, that's passive aggressive action. But, uh, hey, let's check it out. And then you say, then you listen, and you say, what in the hell? But, you know, that's, that's how the podcast works. The podcast to put you to sleep after you get past the, uh, what? Okay. Okay, what? So thanks for being here. Thank you all for your leap of faith. And let's get out the show. All right, so last week on uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, uh, was it last week I got turned into a goat, or was that two weeks ago? I think two weeks ago I was turned into a goat. Uh, last week, or maybe it was last week, I don't know, but, but I guess last week, no, I was a goat, and I was like a... I guess I had some ambitions of heroism, and then I realized, well, if you're a goat, uh, and no, no offense, hopefully no goat, I mean, you could be a goat herder and a hero. You could be a goat hero in a goat-based story, particularly animation's your best shot. You know, or, you know, Billy Goat's Gruff, you know, re- reboot it, you know, you know, Billy Goat's Gruff, get gruffer. You know, some sort of, it could be some sort of, you know, B-movie take on the Billy Goat's Gruff as well. You know, or if there's, you know, the story conflict bases around feigning. Like, you know, if if only we had a goat to faint right now, we could resolve this, you know, the earth would be saved. You know, get yourself a goat, ideally a feigning goat, or in the story, Germ, he was a hell of a feigner. Uh, probably because of the goat, but probably he was a feigning goat or he just happened to have those those genes. Because as far as I know, the only other times germ faints is when he's, you know, something that makes him, embarrasses him that would make him faint. Uh, so that's one story a goat could resolve, a, you know, more factual, more grounded story. So grounded last week's episode was. Uh, other thing is if you need a good budding, you say, well, okay. You know, just kind of like a Wizard of Oz. They say, well, she's just, how are you going to figure, well, throw some water on her. Let's just finish this story now. And they say, really? And I say, yeah, we, 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 I, I knocked that, this, the, the crap out of that story. So just throw some water on her. It's all set. And I got to twist at the end. So believe me, no one's going to worry about the water taking the witch out. 
So if you have a situation like that where you're a master storyteller, and you say, why don't you just let's just have a night, have the goat butt the witch, you know? In this case, the witch is, well, you know, in a non-witch, you say, have the evil wizard get butted by a goat, and that'll solve everything. And then someone said, would the goat find true love after he butts the evil wit? Well, not in the, not if it's a germ the goat, but possibly in this other story you're talking about. Uh, or, so those are two goat heroism uh, chances that, you know, I tried in the story, but they didn't apply to this. So goat skills, goat hair, goat base, like if you're goat utility belt, like you're a goat hero, those would be the two. And then the third one is eating stuff. Because as we all know from watching cartoons, goats will eat anything, including, you know, other, including stuff. Uh, so, you know, if you need a goat to eat some grass or something, and that's, you say, you say it's just, it, it comes down to this. This patch of grass is going to end, you know, that's it. Humankind will never reproduce because this patch, well, the goat, the goat's eating the grass now. A scientist, Bill. Well, we're all saved. This goat just saved us all by eating the grass. Uh, so that would be the third story. If you know those of you storytellers out there, if you're say, thinking, "Man, I got to get myself a goat-based story where the goat's a hero," you know, because I love my love. Or if you got a call from the goat, you know, goat goat council, International Council of Goat Herders, was it? I should have written it down. But if they said, "Well, we'd like to work with you." And I said, R- really? Is this a crank call? Because I had, you know, and I said, geez, we haven't had anyone, you know, believe it or not, there's no goat podcast out there with you, you know, believe it or not, there's no goat podcast out there like yours. And I would say, geez, did you say there's no goat podcast? And they, and then, so then they said, well, geez, we, we'd like to work. I don't know. I got distracted there because of, I said, well, you know, goat, I'm going to be getting into some goat money. And they said, no, we'd rather work with, you know, we'd give you a goat because you seem like you, we figured you loved goats. But so, okay, so if you're going to write a story with goats, those are the kind of conflicts you want to have your goat facing against all odds, of course. I don't know how you do that. It's, uh, but, but you you know, you want to have a, a resolvable conflict that goat could resolve. In this story, uh, Germ was a goat, is a goat, but none of the things that needed to be done uh, seemingly were, were uh, based on a goat's skill set. But also it wasn't terrible because it was like, well, geez, the options don't look that great anyway for Germ because Lady Witchbeard seems to be in charge. And what we learned was that Lady Witchbeard... It was the important stuff because I just did about 10 minutes of goat material. And I say, well, geez, it was more like four, and one of it was mildly amusing. Then nailed it. Nailed it. Like a goat button, a, a conquistador. Uh, so the important stuff that happens, you know, Lady Witchbeard's in cahoots with uh, Cortez and Marina because that's what she thinks is going to be best to save and preserve magic in this world and our world which is her true mission. She also thinks it would be what helps Germ get back to Germ's daughter in in the world we call, whatever the hell we call this mess we're in, this wonderful mess we're in. Earth 1, I think, is the DC Comics, or maybe it's Earth 0, I don't know. 
because uh, that confuses the hell. I asked, the, I said, what the hell is it? How many Earths are there now? Because I don't understand this. Uh, but but anyway, the Earth, she, she wants me to get back to my daughter. She wants to save magic. Cortez, obviously, once a conquistador, always a conquistador. He's into conquering crap. And he figures, so... And then Marina, she, she's a demigoddess. As far as we can tell, she wants to become a human and be with the man she loves, who happens to be Arnon Cortez. As much as I wanted to write that, he is... Uh, other than incredibly irritating because of his effectiveness, handsomeness, and domination, probably has too, probably maybe not too much testosterone. He's got whatever, like, top testosterone levels. I said his Adam Apple's so sharp, it, it, pointed, it poked me in the eye one time when I was a goat. Actually, when I was trying to butt him, and it, you know, then I said, ow. I didn't say that because I was a goat, but... But so with all the odds stacked against Germ, the goat, and they said, well, Jesus, what am I going to do? They got to this cave because they said uh, this kid, the, the, back in, uh, say, oh, boy, is the podcast coming after this? Is this part of the podcast or is this a setup for the episode? And I would say I'm working my method, bro. I don't have time for the internal critic right now. My internal goats are in control. I just confused the critic with that, so I got to keep moving. Uh, but, uh, but Montezuma is building a magical pyramid, collecting the magic of the world, I think. Uh, using, it turns out, see, geez, well, how do you get a pyramid to suck all the magic of the world? Build it on a vortices, one. Two, use stone mind in uh, uh, some sort of uh, underworld, magical stones from the underworld. How about that for actually getting to a point? And there's only one, or two, I think, one stone or two stones left to be placed on the pyramid. And I, I think I had talked him into stopping building the pyramid. And so Lady Witchbeard said, well, geez, if we can control this last stone of the pyramid, we control everything or something like that. So we got to the cave that's the entrance to the underworld. And I still hadn't figured out, should I just go along for the ride? Because then Cortez was like, well, I'm going to conquer the world, or Marina said it, uh, in exchange for giving Lady Witchbeard magic, you know, or not extincting magic. And I said, I mean, I didn't say because I was a goat at the time. That's the problem with being a goat and, and an important part of the story. I couldn't say, you trust this clown? Uh, so in lieu of actually solving the crisis, which was... Uh, there at the cusp of this cave to get, you know, get the last stone. I just ran into the cave. Oh, because they needed the coat of many colors that had become my goat, that had changed me into a goat. So I guess that kind of worked out, but I ran into the cave without any plan. And that's where we last left off. On this is another tale of Lady Witchbeard. Horror. There's a little too piratey, and I don't think you were talking. I mean, no offense, Antonio. Did I hear you were doing Antonio? Did I hear you were doing Angelina Jolie earlier? Can you just do the, uh, on another tale of Lady Witchbeard? Holy shit, I think you nailed it. I mean, as always, uh, no, that was, I, I was in a fugue state. I don't know if that was, uh, thanks, Antonio.
friend. All right, another tale, Lady Witchbeard, folks. Coming up, and it sounds like that was the end, but uh, coming up right now. Okay, I'm 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 back. Just two two seconds ago, I was saying uh, what had happened last week. This week we pick up exactly. Uh, I r- ran as a goat. I guess scur- the goats scurry. It did not do any leaping like those damn, uh, you know, fancier quadrupeds or whatever, like a doe or a sheep or anything. It was more of a scr- I scrambled. Because it was a bit of a cave into this cave, a mysterious green light emanating from the cave. Anyway, as I said last week, it was a rash action. I said, "Well, I don't know what the hell to do. Let's run." Uh, that, that at least, either I don't know. I didn't even think well, this will buy some time. But then I did because I ran into the cave. I said, "Well, geez, now I need to buy some time and hide." Uh, so I ran deeper into the cave. But then I said, "Well, geez, I don't know." And then I then I saw like uh, the green light. Like first I headed towards the green light, and then I said, "Well, I said well, it's probably some slimy stuff." I said, eh, "Even though I have hooves," they said, "I guess I'm stuck with this fur for who knows how long. I don't want any slimy stuff in my fur that emanate, you know, especially phosphorescent slimy stuff." So then I took a that was on the right side. I took a left towards a little bit of a it was a shadowy side, no emanating, no light at all. And then I saw, you know, it was craggy, cave like, and I said, "Well, geez, I could hide here." And I said, "Well, you know, isn't that one of the strategies?" I was say, "Okay, let's pause. Let's do a little, you know, try to be mindful, find the gap, or whatever the hell they say." Especially when I'm dealing with these goat neurons. But then as soon as I try to pause, I start eating rocks. And I say, come on, goat. He said, of all things, you got to eat some rocks right now. And then I said, well, okay, mindful. let's mindfully eat these rocks. And they said, well, I don't like to be mindful as a goat because the side-to-side jaw action just unnerves me for some reason. But I said, okay, let's just, and then I said, okay, enough mindfulness. What the hell are we going to do here? And then at least I had it, but I said, well, I can't hide forever because sooner or later the conquistadors always got torches. That's one thing they always got. And I said, they're going to come in here. They'll probably, they said, they'll probably make camp in here and then they'll smoke and they'll find me. And, you know, one lesson I've tried repeatedly said, germ specialty, hide from your problems, does not work. And I said, I guess this isn't exactly a problem because I said, I'm not exactly being proactive by running away. But I guess I'm proactively trying to retroactively fix everything in some sense. And then I started do, doing, uh, just digging one of my front, uh, what do you call it, hooves in the ground, thinking. And I said, she's okay, this is a healthy, this may be a healthy habit if I'm going to be stuck as a goat for a while. As opposed to, and then I said, oh, oh, wait, I forgot. I'm still eating rocks. I was just at the chewing, you know, at ground. And they said, geez, I wonder if they got it. What the hell are these goat teeth made of? Because if I'm going to be eating this many rocks, I'm screwed if I, you know, have to be a goat for 30 years. And I said, are you going to be smart enough, goat brain, not to eat any cans or metal things if I don't have teeth? And they said, present moment, present moment, germ. And then I heard something, and then I turned behind me. 
And I notice, like the issue, the shadow. Now, this, believe it or not, I was in a pretty calm state. There wasn't anything, uh, either on any level that was threatening about this cave. Because even the green light, it was, it was, uh, it was ominous in the sense, hey, green slimy stuff uh, emanating from here, but probably not super dangerous. And let's be honest, at least at the time, I said I got bigger problems than being worried about a cave. I got, you know, future magic. I'm in an alternative universe. Conquistador is about to wipe out, uh, you know, spread disease, alter the course of human history. Uh, who knows what the history of the witches of the world and the magic users could could be if we save man. Oh, I said, oh, okay, unintended consequences I have not thought about yet. They said, maybe I should hang a lantern on that and come back. Probably won't, though. I got enough. They said, let's not worry. We can't worry about that either. But as I I noticed the walls, some of the shadow of the cave was moving, and then I noticed it got closer. And then this voice said, I thought that was a goat. And I noticed it was was some sort of stone, giant stone uh, person, the most polite way to put it. And it it uh, bended down, probably like fourteen feet tall, uh, made of a, the same kind of brownish stone as the walls, but with the green light, it looked pretty cool. It would be a pretty sweet toy if it was part of some cool story that was actually needed action figures. But in this case, it was a checking me out figure. And I said, "Man, I have not seen a goat. This is the the stone creature." A stone giant. We'll just say stone giant. I said, well, yeah, we haven't seen a goat in years. And then if, I, if you don't mind me saying, that is one fine coat for a goat. And then they chuckled, chuckled. And I, I, said, I said, that's weird. He said, you remind me of another giant that likes to rhyme. You I said, you wouldn't have him to be named Andre, would you? And the stone dude said, no, uh... But would you believe I go by Fondre? And I said, no, yeah, no, I would not believe that. I said, you're some sort of, uh, some sort of giant joker, aren't you? And he said, well, it's been a while since I've had somebody to, to joke around with. And I said, well, and then I said, what do you think? I'm talking. And I said, okay, just let's get this. Don't get your, you know, wrong time for mindfulness. Keep going forward. I said, uh, well, what do you really go by, Dandre? And he said, Dandre is fine. And I said, well, then I want to call you Don. Dan, you know, that's too confusing for me. I think of L.A. Clippers, and then I get distracted. I said, well, I'm, I'm Germ, Germ the Goat, just just Germ the Goat with the fancy coat. And he laughed at that, and, you know, that made, made, made me feel pleased about myself. And I said I should because how many Earth people have made a giant stone stone giant laugh? Uh, you know, not to you know, not to brag or anything. And then Dondre didn't answer. He said, well, "What are you doing in here, goat?" And I said, "Well, it's the funniest thing about it." I said, "I I, heard, I was over listening to some humans." I said, "Humans come in here much?" And the giant said, "Oh yeah, that's what I do here. I'm a guardian." And it guarded this entrance to the cave from human intruders. And I said, yeah, I heard a bunch of humans talking about coming in here, and they talked about some wonderful magical quarry. And Dandre, Dandre, I think it's not Deandre, though. Dandre. Like, uh, 
like, but anyway, he said, he said, he said, he said, oh, yeah, it's just across the, the, the flatlands, all the way across. He goes, at the end of the flatlands is the, uh, he goes, I've never been there. He goes, but that's where the uh, magical quarry is. He goes, that's where, he goes, I'm just one of many guardians here to protect it. And I said, from what? And he said, well, from those who would steal the magical stones of the quarry. And I said, okay. And I said, so, so how do you know who's there to, I said, are all the humans stealing them? And he said, well, no, some come that are supposed to attempt to take them, but we still, but we still challenge those people as well. He goes, they wear a coat of many colors, and that's how we identify them. It's somewhat of a magical coat, you know, they let them carry these giant stones and battle giants and stuff. And I said, wow. And I said, what about the humans that don't have the coats? And he said, well, he said, well, we deal with them. And he goes, sometimes we have to deal with the, the, the you know, people that aren't worthy for taking the stones, even though they wear the coats of many colors. Can't make it easy, you know, they're magical stones. Ain't clear we can't, but can't have any, but you don't have to worry one thing about that. You're just a goat, uh, germ the goat with the fancy coat. And he said, I guess we've rhymed and made enough goat and coat rhymes. And I said, yeah, I'm laughing so hard it's hurting my throat. And then he was talking, like, moving his mouth while he was trying to think of other rhymes. And then so was I. I was like, wrote, goat, wrote, wrote, wrote. And then we were both, like, trying to think. And then we said, wrote, what can we do with wrote? And then he shook his hand. He said, well, he said, why don't you go check out that? He goes, he goes, they love, he goes, the other guardians would love to see it, and the uh, stonemason, uh, you get a kick out of that coat. He said, just just follow the footprints. You'll you'll see them going all the way across the flatlands. He goes, right, the other guardians, they, he goes, they might not even, he, they'll probably just watch you. And then I was like, well, I tell you what, uh, Andre, he said, well, how hard are you on humans that don't have these coats? Could you just keep them from coming in? Do you have that ability without harming them? Because I got a couple... Uh, humans, and they fed me so good, Dondre. There's a green lady, a guy with some silver stuff. Uh, he's he's okay. And then a, a beautiful, beautiful woman. And the green lady's pretty darn beautiful. He, actually, the man's beautiful, too. Three beautiful people, but they're just as beautiful on the inside, Dondre. And they were telling me that there was a giant on the outside. I said, you, you, you know any hill giants? And Andre said, I have a love in my, my, my stone heart for all giants. And I said, well, they, they helped a hill giant out who had, uh, I think he had stubbed his toe or something, and they unstubbed it. So maybe you could just keep him out of here, but, you know, not mess with them. And he said, no problem, germ. I'll just do a fake, I, I can create a cave-in illusion. That'll scare him. You know, I'll do a power roar in the illusion of a cave-in, and then they'll think the cave's blocked forever. And he goes, even if they try to dig it out, you know, it's got a confusion. It'll last a few days. They'll spend their time digging, and they won't get anywhere. And I said, well, uh, DeAndre, you're a gentleman and a stone, stone, stone that's, you're the greatest giant, you're the greatest stone giant I've ever known. And actually, you're the only stone giant, but, but you would be the greatest either way. And he said, well, be, be sure, it was a pleasure talking to you. Be sure to tell the uh, uh, everyone I said hello.
And so then I headed out. And I headed across these flatlands, and it was like, uh, that's where the green glow was. And I said, man, this is like, uh, well, I was thinking, I was like, man, this is a good, too bad the movie studios don't have access to this. Because everything, it was a flatland, A, B, huge space, C, a green tint, everything. So I said, they got that green screen stuff. But I said, you could really, you know, I said, isn't there a bunch of movies with motor, you know, this is where they do testing. And I said, they could do shoot a whole bunch. And I said, remember the summer of, that was when Scooter sold all those movies about different tests in the desert, the motorcycle test, the boat. And they said, all those movies flopped on none of them. He said he was hedging his bets. And he got Hollywood to shoot all those. Anyway, it was an incredibly vast expanse, but it was kind of clearly some sort of underworldly element. Because when you moved, I was trying to, luckily, germ brain plus goat brain, you know, get distracted. And when you were walking, get distracted. It's like, oh, wow, this isn't that far. I'm, I'm like halfway there. And I did pass. I saw in some distance some other type of giants and some other uh, guardian types. And then I did pass, like, uh, spots where stones had been dropped. And I passed a couple uh, long-term residents of... Uh, this wonderful spot on the earth. They said, hey, I'll stay here. I'm just going to, you know, chill out here forever. Because, uh, you know, they said, well, she's halfway. I'm, I'm halfway across this flatlands. That's that's going to, or, hey, let's just take a break here and uh, take a long nap, you know, see how it goes. So you could see where they had dropped their stones and then where someone else had come and picked up the stone. And you could see the footprints moving in the opposite direction as me. And they were deeper in the earth. And I said, geez, so they, the Kodamani, I was trying to wrap my head around this mythology again. You know, tough to do with goat brain, with, you know, the ignorance I brought into the goat brain from my human brain and poor listening skills. But so, and then deduction, obviously. But I was trying to, I said, well, geez, I think they're carrying these stones by themselves. And I said, I guess we'll have to keep a lid on this because this would put, like, the History Channel out of business or one of those channels. I think they might even have the Pyramid Channel now where it's just about building pyramids, like, 12, 14 hours a freaking day. And if they find out that it's a magical-based harness, you know, harnessed by coat of many colors, and, you know, I guess the underworld stuff, that would kind of blow... And I think there's a UFO channel. They probably have six hours of pyramid programming. So it wouldn't be good with them. And, I, you know, geez, how come there's not an underworld channel? You know, you got a pyramid channel and a UFO channel. You know, when the hell's the river sticks going to get its due? Is my question. Just to, just give it an hour of programming a week. And, you know, how come we haven't had, like, inside the river sticks tonight on, tonight on the history channel? I say, well, geez, because it's not history, Scooter. And I say, geez, can't we get Geraldo? Could anybody, does Geraldo still do that kind of stuff? My brother saw Geraldo in the Mexico City airport. He said he was a wonderfully nice guy. Uh, but could we get Geraldo on that? You know, River Sticks, real or, you know, real 
you know, behind the river, under the, you know, within the river sticks. Uh, but, but, so we'll probably just keep this secret between us about the fact that the pyramid stones and some, you know, hardcore podcast fans will be like, Scooter, this is an alternative universe, so don't bother over and explaining it. And I would say thank you. Thank you for that pro, that was a pro tip if I ever heard one. So, I kept going, and like I said, not much because I had free range of the place. And unfortunately, I skipped a part where the multiple stops where I had to freaking stop and eat stuff. Well, you know, I say, geez, what the heck are you doing? And I said, well, I, don't, I guess I, I, at some point I surrendered to my, you know, the goat stinks, like I said, because it's like, well, maybe this is the amount of calories I need, maybe my goat brain. My humdula or whatever uh, knows, you know, it's like, she's an intelligent, you just keep eating because you, you, and I said, that's probably due to the high metabolism from being so high strung. But once I got into that zen-like place of being a goat, eating as a goat, you know, as soon as I thought that, I said, well, geez, maybe this is a pathway I'm going to burn in my brain. I was at the edge of this giant, massive quarry, and this quarry was humming on, like it was humming with activity and it was humming with an energy like anything I've never felt before. Uh, but similar to something, so something like something, I said, which well, said, maybe I misspoke, but it was humming in a way that I had never felt before with just raw energy that, that made my goat coat a hum, my, my cilia, whatever the hell that goat hair is called, it was humming. And I even felt like I was glowing a bit. And then I, mean, I think I even felt it in my teeth. But then I said, well, geez, that could be all those rocks. But I could feel the magic, but a rawer magic than was back at the temple or some sort of other. I said, well, maybe this is some, you know, Middle Earth magic. Who knows? But at the center of it all was this giant, I mean, an actual, a giant among, if there was other giants, which I'm pretty sure... The scale was lost on me. But at the center of all this was this, 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 this giant. And I see she, 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 was, she was given out. She was given out commands, but it must have been 80, 100 feet tall because there was this just chasm in the earth. You know, underworld style colors. You got some greens, you got some purples. Uh, but I got to the edge and there was all other people excavating and doing stuff, and then the giant, giant, she laid eyes on me, and I said, well, she, she got, well, giant eyes, I guess, and plenty of light, and next thing you know, the giant's over on the side of the quarry, and it goes up to, like, her uh, neck, or maybe a little bit below, and she says, why, why, hello, we have a visitor, everyone, and then everything goes silent, I mean, except for the humming, magical humming. And she said, everyone take a break. And she said, why, welcome to our quarry. And I said, well, well, thanks for having me. And I said, I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, stopping by. And, I, and she said, that is a lovely coat you have there. And I said, thank you very much. I said, is it glowing? I feel like I'm glowing. Normally it doesn't glow. It's colorful. And she said, it is glowing. I said, yeah, it must be the magic. And she said, well, she said, I've never, well, she's like, we've never had any goats come by. She said, once in another life, I used to see all the goats when I was part of a mountain. 
And I was so tempted to get in. I said, well, you know, but I said, okay, germ, task at hand, task at hand. Don't go down, you know, giant mythological paths. But I said, that must have been lovely being a part of a mountain. I, I couldn't help myself. And she said it was. But she said, I can tell you're not here to talk about me. And I, I said, well, I'm not even here to talk about me. I said, I'm here to uh, have a look around. And uh, I said, you so guy, you, you. I said, you all are pretty busy down here. And she said, yeah, we're gearing up for another project. Uh, River Sticks, believe it or not. And believe it, my, my, my goat jaw hit the, hit the freaking floor. And then she just slightly laughed. She said, no, 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 similar, though, very similar. You know, Underworld River, we're, uh, we're, she said, we're adding a canal parallel to it, you know. And I said, really? I said, what are you, an, are you an, are you a giant engineer? And she said, oh, no, no, no. We, we just, she goes, hey, this, is, this is my job, run, running this uh, uh, magical quarry, filling fill the orders. And I said, are you just, just about to finish up an order, aren't you? And she said, how did you know? And I said, you got one stone left, right? And she said, she said, I do. And then I said, I wanted to find out. I felt a little bit like Obi-Wan Kenobi when he goes to the place with all the clones, which still confuses me. Who placed the order for the clones? And I think someone tried to explain it to me. And I said, I, I said, I don't know if I buy that, that but, but. I was like, who placed the order? But, it, but I, again, I said, if Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't need to ask, neither do I. And someone might say that he's so, those, these two things are so unrelated. You're a buffoon. And I would say, well, you know, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's your opinion. No reason to interrupt my podcast, so, you know, because it's, it's like, did you see I have, a, I have a glowing coat, internal critic, do you? Oh, no, that's beautiful. That's, that's great. So anyway, I'm in the middle of this. Uh, so you, 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 I said, oh, yes. And she said, yeah, let me show you. This is the last stone in order we've been filling for thousands. Of, I think she said thousands of years. And she said, we're just waiting for it to be picked up. And I said, would you believe that I'm here to pick it up? And she said, really? And I said, yeah. And she said, a goat of many colors. I said, don't you get the... Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, the humans have come in a coat of many colors. I'm a goat of many colors. And she said, well, well, she said, I'm only to give it to humans. And I said, I could take human form whenever I want. And I said, I'm a bit of a trickster. And the next thing I know, I was human. And I said, at some point, I started talking. And I got the sense that I said, well, she's like, I got a little more control here than I thought I did. And then she she said, well, let me grab my paperwork. And I said, man, even in the Middle middle Earth or the Underworld, wherever the hell, there's still paperwork. And then she came back. She said, a human with a coat of many colors. She goes, so you're here for the last stone, eh? And I said, would you believe it? I said, uh, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm actually here for two stones. And she said, well, let me do She said, well, we only have one stone left on this order. And I said, I know you're, you've been so helpful. You guys have done the best from everything that I've heard. This is the greatest stone order ever made. So whatever that river sticks you're working on canal, that's going to be magnificent, I'm sure. And everyone seemed pleased. Like I get here, all the workers were listening in. And I said, you're just so kind. I said, we want a little token 
I, I said, do you have any, like, secondhand stones from the work you did on this, like, something just like this stone? But, you know, that's, uh, that doesn't work. And she said, the ones, she goes, the ones that failed the test, right? And I said, yeah, of course, you guys run so much. I, I'm not on the QC team. And she said, what's a QC? I said, well, quality control is what we call it. I said, uh, you know, make sure it works right, your tests. And she said, oh, yeah, W. And she goes, we call that the WR, works right. And she goes, yeah, we run it through a battery of tests and make sure the stone, you know, can amplify magic and channel magic. And she said, this is the one that had to be, you know, she said, we've been saving this one. We've been saving the rock. We've been honing our skills. So this is the one that's as close to perfect as you can get. And I said, yeah, that's the important one. I said, now I need one that's just like this. But, you know, that's, that doesn't work right. And she said, so you're looking for, like, a second-hand stone. I said, yeah, not refurbished yet. So I don't know, do you guys refurbish the stones? Uh, dead silence. And she said, well, she said, we, of course we have. She said, you just got to come on down to the second-hand stone shop. And I said, second-hand stone shop. And she said, yeah, come on. She pointed down a path. There was a little... Like a cottage, you say, go on down there, second hand, go on down to the second hand stone shop and get yourself a stone. This one will be here. And I said, oh boy. So then I went down the path and then I said, get to the cottage. It's a second hand stone shop. And then so then I go, and the door was like a push, two way door, which for a goat is ideal because otherwise I don't know how the hell, if it was a knob, I would not have ever got in there. And so I pushed my way in. And then next thing you know, whose head pops up behind this counter, but uh, her head, whose name, and I said, hey, it's you. And she goes, it is. And I said, I never uh, uh, caught your name. And she said, oh, I'm Darlene. And she goes, yeah, I run this. This is my hobby. Secondhand. She's like, we found that hobbies are really important down here. You know, so this is my hobby. I run the secondhand stone shop. And she goes, a lot of people like to do, do different things with the stones or, you know, test stuff. Or some of the giants will come by, you know, make some furniture. She goes, so, so what could I help you with today? And I said, you know that last order? Because I was like, just play. I learned. I said, I've seen enough Terry Gilliam movies to know how this works. Play it straight, you know, go right along with it. Do not. And no jokes this time. So I said, uh, I said, I need a stone just like the one up there that, that's malfunctioning or doesn't work. And she said, she goes, let me check my inventory. And she goes, doesn't work. How? I go, doesn't work at all. I go, ideally, yeah, it does, just doesn't work. So it, it, that would cause, a, yeah, j j jam the system if it was in there. And she goes, doesn't work at all. No, we don't have that. She goes, what about one that explode and, you know, level 100? No, I don't want that. She goes, what about one that shoots out powerful beams everywhere? Nope, don't want that. She goes, I got one that will create a, a permanent storms. For, no, I don't want that. I said, how do you guys? She goes, oh, we run our tests inside, you know, inside of a, like a, a giant, you know, simulator test room. 
Oh, she goes, we run our tests in a stone ignition facility, so it's totally safe in there when it malfunctions. Most of the time, she goes, we built three or four. but And I said, well, what do you have with the least dangerous effects? And she said, least dangerous? Cause she goes, a lot of times, you know, these giants, they, they're into some action stuff. She goes, so a lot of this the guys do for entertainment. But she said, oh, well, least dangerous. She goes, okay, okay, I got one here. She goes, do you have any, do you have any mammals that are going to be near this? And I said, yeah. And she goes, okay, then not that one. And she said, okay, now mammals. And she said, you guys have a carbon base. She said, no. Oh, she goes, here, here it is, here it is. Okay, she goes, exactly like that one right up there, right? And she goes, I have one that looks exactly like it, exact from that order. She goes, it didn't pass the test, mild side effects. And I was like, all right, what's the side? She goes, it just gets really hot. And I said, that's it? And she goes, yeah, we ran the test. It just gets, you know, and I said, how hot? And she goes, too hot to to pass. And I said, dangerous, like cook eggs on it hot? And then she said, what's an egg? And I said, what'd she say? I said, uh, like burn a human, burn a, burn a mammal hot. And she goes, but, but, uncomfortably hot, but not dangerous to mammals, according to the testing. And I said, that's it. It just gets hotter than normal, like warm. And she goes, no, hot. She goes, we don't have any in warm. But she goes, hot. And I said, does it get hot? Will it get hotter? And she goes, not according to the tests. And I said, and I said, well, is this a guarantee? I said, what if it gets super hot at some point? And she said, she goes, that doesn't show up on the test. I don't know what to tell you. Do you want it? And I said, yeah, I guess I'll take. I said, I said, I guess I'll take it. And she said, all right. Well, uh, how would you like to pay for that? I said. Shit, I thought I came up with a plan. I said, okay, I'm going to double, you know, do the old switcheroo with the stones. And she said, I'm sorry, what? And I said, I'm sorry, I just didn't, I wasn't thinking straight. I didn't think there'd be a, and I said, okay, how am I going to pay for this? And then I said, okay, wait, uh... And I was I almost offered my coat, and then I said, oh, wait, when I'm a goat, and I, and I started thinking, okay, well, I don't have anything but my, you know, mediocre wits and charm and my coat, coat of many colors. I needed the coat to carry the stones. And I said, wait, I was a goat. I said, wait, I wonder how good of a coat. And so then I, I said, coat of many colors, boom, change back into a goat. She goes, whoa. And I say, yeah, 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 I changed back into a goat, don't worry. I said, I said, I have inside of my digestive tract a antique belt buckle. Would you take that? And she said, she said, I would. And then we went, through, I said, okay, I, let me get it to you. And so then, uh, you know, it was easy, but believe me, it was way easier than you guys would think. Because during the feigning, I had had a dream. Like, should I just use magic, to be honest with you? I said, belt buckle out of my stomach. And I went, and I said, well, it didn't come out. But then I my stomach started feeling upset. 
And I, I hadn't been able to get out of my. I said, "There's a freaking belt buckle somewhere in my, you know, in his system." And then I said, "You know, let me go outside. I'm gonna go get this antique belt buckle." And I did, you know, and then I brought it in. And I said, "Here's a, here's my here's my antique." And she said, "This is just we can't get anything." She goes, "Are you sure you feel like this is a fair deal?" She goes, "Cause we have so many stones." And she goes, but we have nothing like this. She goes, I could, and I think she, I think she uses an earring. But I said, that's a tiny, and a, a tiny earring. And then she, she was like, I don't know, she was playing around with it. And then she said, oh, let me go get your stone. And I said, okay, could you uh, put it somewhere not near the other one? I'll tell you what, I'm going to go get the other one. I'm going to take it. And then I'll come back. Uh, and get this one so I don't get mixed up because I have a mixing, getting mixed up problem. And she said, sure, too. Uh, so then I went back up to the edge of the quarry. I, I changed back into human form. I took the stone, the, the, you know, the, the, the good stone, went across the flatland. Uh, what went down on the flatland could fill up about 60 podcast episodes of sheer boredom because what I would do is when I did see a guardian coming, I would drop the stone and say, go to many colors. And then I changed into a goat and then the guardian would come. I say, the human went that way. And they say, really? I am a good, you know, I have great sight. I'm a, you know, an eye giant or so I don't know. Or a, I don't, and I say, the human, I saw him. And they say, really? Because he was standing right here. I didn't see you before. And I said, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm a goat. I'm stubborn. I know what I saw. And I would try feigning. All of it worked, believe it or not. I mean, I guess the giants didn't have, I guess they hadn't dealt with a, you know, trickster goat before. Uh, But I did that a lot. I got across the flatlands. And then, uh, and then I brought the stone into the, the cave at the end of the flatlands where D'Andre was. And I said, uh, hey, D'Andre, you better sit down. Like, well, I left it outside. I went in as a goat. And I said, I got to break the sea. I'm a human. And I, there's a lot going on. And D'Andre said, I've been listening to these humans. They're trying to get this stone to do a bunch of bad stuff. And I said, exactly. These are stone posers. And DeAndre said, oh, I know exactly. And I said, so I'm going to turn into a human. I'm going to bring the stone. We're going to hide it. And I was like, you'll still be the guardian. You're going to guard this stone. And I was like, I might come back. I might need it. I might not. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm doing, you know. But I said, I got a feeling I might need this later. But I definitely can't. So I need you to keep as many spells of confusion or whatever the hell you do around it. I need you to guard it, buddy. Can you do that? Guard the stone like a dog guards a bone. And then he was like, well, you want me to eat it? And I said, you know, some, just, just, you know, you think it rhymes, but keep the stone hid like you, like you to hide some, like when you're late night and seek with a kid. And he's like, what, what's hide and seek? And I said, oh boy, it's cultural windows. And I said, just keep this, you got it? And he said, I got it. I don't want those people handling that. And I said, all right, I'll be back. 
Then I went back across the flatlands, no problem that time because I was a goat, except for eating all the stupid goat stuff. Uh, went back again, got the other stone, went back against the flatlands this time. Now, this time didn't work out so hot, but again, took forever. And I had a couple run-ins with the guardians, you know, adventure style. And I had to use, you know, some moves that uh, I had to make up. You know, it was an action sequence. It's not going to help you sleep. And it's wicked long. And at some point, you know, I I took some scrapes and some bruises. But I said, geez, maybe this is part of my plan. And since I didn't really have a plan, it became part of my I said, well, I got to work with what I got to work with. So I got that stone all the way across, got to DeAndre. As a human, it couldn't, at that point, I, I was, DeAndre was like, you, you look terrible. I said, yeah, I said, this, uh, and I said, don't worry. I said, actually, could you, you know, rough me up, like, put some mud and stuff on me, DeAndre, or cave dust. And DeAndre said, I got even better. And unfortunately, he took the green goop and, and covered me in green goop. Which he said, well, he says that overdoing it. Do I look like a Scooby Doo creature? And yeah, I was what? And I said, do I look like an? I'm from the underworld. And DeAndre said, no, you look like you know from under some world, like a world fell. And I said, okay, I got to go out and deal with these people out there. Keep this other stone stay safe. And then I stumbled out of the cave through the illusion of the cave in. But, I mean, this was like some Class A illusion, so it looked like I fell through a hole, and then it caved in behind me. Uh, but I was carrying, it must have looked pretty impressive, because I was carrying, you know, an 80 billion thousand pound stone, you know, that that thousands of hours of television have been dedicated with scientists on how one would carry this with ancient technology. You say, geez, you just need a magical coat of... Uh, I don't think it just gave me super strength. I think it gave me stone-only strength, which maybe I should have stopped at the time and fought Cortez and all his guys to see. But I came out of there, stumbled out of there, you know, stumbled out of the entrance of the cave because I pretended, even though it wasn't that tough carrying the stone because of the magic, I was hamming it up, and I was covered in that green goop, which made cover up my terrible acting skills. And they dropped the stone, you know, the earth shook because this is a giant pyramid-level stone, capstone of the pyramid, it looks like it. You know, wink, wink. And then I collapsed on the ground next to it, Lady Witchbeard and Cortez and Marina. They said, what happened, what happened? And then I got up and I wiped some goop out of my face. And I said, Jesus, uh... Never got on Nickelodeon, but or whatever the hell they slime you on, but I've been slimed or whatever. And I stood up and I looked at Lady Witchbeard, I looked at Cortez, I looked at Marina, I looked at this gathering of conquistadors with their torches and their cannons, and they were staring at me with amazement because obviously I was carrying a humongous stone, shook the earth, so they knew it was real. And they were touching it and stuff. And Marina seemed to and I said, there's your stone, the three of you. And I said, I brought it back because I didn't, I couldn't see any of you hurt. Obviously, we couldn't lose Cortez because Marina wouldn't have that. And Cortez wouldn't have us losing you, Marina. 
And Lady Witchbeard, I, I, I did this to help you save magic. But I go, this is where it ends. They said, you'll have to figure out how to get this stone to the rest of the way to the pyramid. I'm going to go there, and I'm going to find my people, and I'm going to do battle with you, and I'm going to keep you from bringing this stone to the pyramid because I think it's wrong. And at some point when I was a goat, I realized that I have to take a calculated risk or side. I don't know. I wish I had a better speech there. I don't even know what I really said. This is just my best recounting. But I said, I said, I have to do what I think's right and hope that I can handle the consequences. So I'll be gathering an army and we'll find a way to stop you from getting this stone to the pier. But really, I was trying to trick them, right, because of the fake stone. And I figured this way they would buy it. You know, if I just said, here's your stone, they'd be like, really, Germ, this thing seems a little warm or something. I don't know. And then I'd have to stay around him, and sooner or later I'd crack, you know, because Marina would look at me with her big eyes, or Cortez would look at me and say, hey, I need a new best friend. I'd be like, okay, the stone's fake. Or Lady Witchbeard, I would just probably say it right away. But also there's another part of me that said, Jesus, I thought we were here to change history and, you know, see what the unintended consequences were. And I have to be able to live with myself if I return to my world. And knowing that this damn conquistador walked all over these indigenous people, uh, it's like, Jesus, I have committed some wrongs. I said, I don't know what the hell. I mean, this is just what I was thinking when I was making the plan. And maybe I said that a couple of times, and can, you know, even Cortez acted all. And I said, all right, be prepared for battle. And good luck in this stone there. And I said, don't mess with any indigenous peoples. Uh, adios. And they said, what? And then I broke out of there. And actually, I was like, I, fi- I knew Lady Witchbeard. I said, they'll figure it out. It's not like it's going to take them another thousand years. I hope because I'd be like, geez, that'd be so boring. I go back, I gather an army, and we just wait for a couple generations. But so either way, the best time to stop because either it's going to be a long stop for thousands of years, or hundreds of years, or ten decades, or there'll be action next week to tell you about. So, all right, good night. Uh, you know, just try to picture the starry night sky over the. Uh, germ in his go-to-many-crawlers, phosphorescent green slime, which ideally isn't ideal. It's so cold, a little bit cold. Uh, but, you know, off on his own, who would have thunk it? A little germ, uh, kind of grown up, maybe not grown up, who knows? All right, I'll talk to you soon.